there's something about him I feel like it's me I'm looking right at him He's literally me Welcome to another episode of Literally Him, a deep dive into Ryan Gosling's filmography. I'm your co-host, Joseph. And I'm your co-host, Emilio. So today we are tackling a movie that I really like um, and a movie that deals a lot with like awkwardness in relationships. It also deals a lot with divorces. So uh, I wanted to ask Emilio, have you ever had like an awkward date with someone you've been dating in a relationship or maybe you just met for the first time? I had like, it was kind of like an awkward breakup, I want to say. So there was like this woman that I was going out with for maybe like a month. And uh, she, we we went out on a date and she brought up that she was taking psychology and I was like, oh, cool. I was uh, I was a minor in that when I was going to school. And we were kind of just going back and forth about that. And I wasn't really like vibing with her. And so I messaged her just trying to am- amicably break up with her. And mm-hmm. she basically told me that she can tell that I wasn't interested because she takes a psychology class. And she was just reading my body language and my just like my language in general. And she was like, oh, I knew this was coming. And I was kind of thinking to myself, like, you're taking one psychology class. <laughs> and it it took every ounce of me not to text her that. But I was I just kept cool. And I was like, OK, well, yeah, like, I'm sorry. Like, you're really cool. Like, maybe we can still be friends. And she sent me a thumbs up emoji. And I haven't heard from her ever since. Oh, wow. Damn, you should have been like, you ever heard about Sigmund Freud? It's actually because you don't look like my mom. <laughs> That's crazy because Sigmund Freud could have told me that. <laughs> I love my mommy. She's so smart. <laughs> I don't have issues. Speaking you have of, issues. Speaking of mommies, we have our first guest, uh, another guest, or the same guest from last. I felt so nervous saying that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have a guest for this episode. Our guest is a PA to be PA student, a very smart person, and uh, an honorary mommy, as we've alluded to before. Uh, we have uh, <laughs> Emilio like, no. winced right now. Uh, we have Caro <laughs> back on the show. Caro, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you for that amazing introduction. There's so many titles to her name. PA, Matt, Mommy, and PH. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask Garo, uh, this movie. Uh, so we're covering this week, uh, Crazy Stupid Love, a movie that I like a lot, a very funny romantic comedy. I wanted to ask you before we get into our movie, I just wanted you to talk about what are your feelings towards Ryan Gosling? Because last time you were on the show, we had a revelation that Ryan Gosling kind of acts the same in all his movies. But um, in general, like, what do you think about when you think about Ryan Gosling? What do you like about him? What do you maybe not like about him? Um, I was really excited watching the movie because I remembered my opinion or what I brought up on the last episode. 
Um, and I still stand by what I said that he. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Ryan Gosling brings the same tone to every movie or every role that he does. But in this one, I noticed that he brought an element of um, confidence. And I really like that. I think that he did it well. And I also found it funny that he was supposed to play this um, like heartthrob, steal your girl kind of guy. And <laughs> it still came off very flamboyant. But I appreciated that a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just something about him that I can't explain it. I'd want to be his friend, but he also seems like not a great friend. <laughs> <laughs> Emilio, I want to ask you too, what are your like general opinions of Ryan Gosling in this movie? He is trying to play like a womanizer type person, but He's also like kind of dorky and a little geeky. Like, but I mean, if you look at it like in an outside perspective, like this is a what a 30 something year old man trying to teach a late 40s year old man how to pick up on women because he's going through a tough time. I mean, if I were to try to help my friend out like that, I would kind of not take it too seriously. And I feel like that's kind of the tone that he has in this film. Like, at least his character is like, he cares about um, Steve Carell's character in terms of like getting him out of this funk, but he also is trying to be like goofy about it. Cause that is kind of like a serious subject to kind of touch on. Like, you're trying to get your, you're trying to get a stranger back out there after so many years of marriage and they're going through a divorce because their wife cheated on them. Like that's kind of pretty heavy. Um, I also wanted to ask you because you also have parents just like me who are divorced. How would you feel if there was a like 25 year old dude helping your dad get his mojo back? I, (laughs) I actually, I genuinely don't know. I, I would feel kind of concerned for my dad. <laughs> I'd kind of be like, dude, like, what are, what are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. If it was Ryan Gosling, it would be different. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, fuck yeah, this guy can come over all the time. Hell yeah, dude. I want to go. Get divorced earlier, dad. Yeah. <laughs> you should have done this years ago. Um, yeah, I don't know. I generally, I, I think I'd be like concerned for him, but also, I guess, excited for him to get back out there. I think it depends how on how much. I personally would not like that. <laughs> My parents <laughs> have been divorced since I, they've been separated since I've been like eight. So I've known them to be separated longer than I've been alive. But. Um, I, anytime my dad has like a girlfriend or anything, I feel like very weird about it. So to know that there was a guy out there helping him get laid, I would fucking <laughs> hate that. Even now, like, I just don't want to know about it. I, I, yeah, I would hate that. Uh, Carol, <laughs> your, your parents are happily married still and they're a really great couple. Um, how would you feel if this happened to your dad? <laughs> I don't think my dad would need the help because he is so 
he's just so just friendly and warm and I feel like anybody who comes across him probably falls in love with him um so I don't think he would need the help but but if he were to get the help um I'd be pissed (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm just saying I don't think he needs it (laughs) what if it were me I just come over every day in like a suit in a nice car I'm like hey let's go uh let's go hit sunset and then we're just gone for hours (laughs) And your dad comes home really, with a different woman every I night. I would be really, really concerned. I don't think I would endorse that. Just imagine you pulling up to their house in your Honda Civic, which is like bumping like Interpol or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> just like all the windows down, just honking. Let's go. Come on. We got to hit the den. All right, Emilio. Do you have a synopsis ready for us? Yes, I do. So, for Crazy Stupid Love, Cal Weaver, played by Steve Carell, is living the American dream. He has a good job, a beautiful house, great children, and a beautiful wife named Emily, who's played by Julianne Moore. Cal's seemingly perfect life unravels, however, when he learns that Emily has been unfaithful and wants a divorce. Over 40 and suddenly single, Cal is adrift in the fickle world of dating. Enter Jacob Palmer, played by Ryan Gosling a self-styled player who takes Cal under his wing and teaches him how to be a hit with the ladies. (laughs) Player, that's such a fucking 2011 word, too. Yeah. (laughs) He's a gangster on the scene. A self-styled player. He's in G-Unit. Oh, that's terrible. Well, with that, let's get into our movie. <laughs> We're covering uh, Crazy Stupid Love that came out in 2011. Um, I really like this movie. Uh, before we get into it, it's a movie that I've seen a bunch of times because it was always uh, on rerun on TBS. Um, so I've always watched like the clean version. To watch this version on HBO Max, uh, there was a few scenes that I was caught off guard by. Uh, Emilio, how did you watch the movie? What did you stream it on? Uh, you know what? I actually streamed it on HBO, but I watched the wrong one. I didn't watch the the extended one. I couldn't tell which one was which. They don't even they don't even advertise it in that little poster. So I watched the original version. I don't think it's advertised, but on Google, when you search up the movie, it says that the runtime is an hour and 47 minutes, mm-hmm. but on uh, on HBO Max, it's like an hour and 58 minutes, and there were like a number of scenes that were different, but um, well, anyway, um, well, this movie, it starts off with uh, a dinner date between our, our two uh, divorced, student-to-be divorced people. It's Cal and his wife, Emily. Um, I like the opening shot a lot because it's just like a simple like uh, setting up the story about how they're in a in a kind of like a downward going marriage. Uh, you see that there are other couples at this fancy restaurant having a date and they're all like panning into their shoes. They're showing like shots of their shoes that are like really nice shoes. And then you pan over to Cal and Emily and like Cal is wearing like these beat up uh, New Balance <laughs> shoes. And then um, they're having like the just driest, most lame, mundane conversation. And they're trying to decide what to have for dessert. And then Cal decides, let's just say it on three. And then he goes, one, two, three. He says the dessert. And Emily shouts out, I want a divorce. And um, yeah. I thought the movie just gets going. I really appreciate how it just like starts with the problem. And that's the whole shot. It doesn't build up to the divorce. It just gets straight to it. 
Um, Amelia, what do you like about the opening scene? I do like um, how, so like, well, there's like the dinner scene and then after when they're driving home and you can tell like Cal's trying to process what his wife has just told him and you can kind of hear her going off in the background explain like giving off all the reasons why um i do like how it kind of shows how mundane their relationship kind of became and it it boiled over to a point where uh julianne moore's character who's emily um how she kind of just blurts it out that that she wants to divorce like i feel like that takes a lot to kind of process in your mind and even more so to say it in front of your significant other. And I like how you can really tell that Cal is really processing it. And then he eventually just jumps out of the car because he doesn't want to deal with it anymore. I think that's what, that's like one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Like he's like, okay. And he just gets out of the car and rolls out. Um, I've wanted to do that before. <laughs> just like hearing someone bicker in your ear. Sometimes I wanted to just like, all right. And then just jump out. <laughs> it's funny. Cause like when I saw this movie growing up, I thought like, I remember the first time I watched it was in high school and I really related to Cal, but on this rewatch, I really thought he came off like super mopey. Um, mm-hmm. Garo, you're you're a person that really like resonates with with a lot of people that you meet. I think you're really personable. Um, who did you feel more connected to, uh, Steve Carell's character Cal or Emily or um, what's her name, uh, Julianne Moore's character Emily? Hmm. I think Emily's character because he didn't even give her the opportunity to explain how she felt in that scene, which is really funny, by the way. Um, where they're pulling up to the house, right? They're pulling up to the house and she's trying to explain to him and he's just talking about the garden oh, yeah. and ma- maintaining the, the garden, uh, the lawn. Um, I can understand how a situation can get to that point, especially if your partner just chooses to not hear you. So even though she was supposed to be painted as the villain... Um, I definitely resonate with, or I would understand. This is set up the other characters. So we were also introduced to uh, uh, Emily and Cal's children. They're named Robbie and Molly. And also they have a babysitter named Jessica. Um, One thing that I don't remember from this movie on this rewatch is that Robbie, their son, who is like 10 or 11 or so, or he's just graduating eighth grade or he's about to. Yeah. He gets caught uh, jerking off to uh, uh, by his babysitter. Oh, and then he yeah. He later yeah. admits that, like, oh, I always think about you when I do that. Like, uh, what do you think about oh. that scene, Emilio? God, that was so just no riz, no riz whatsoever. <laughs> You're talking about riz with regarding a 13 year old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anyone can have riz, right? Um, I, I mean, know I did when I was 13 I, yeah when I was 13 I had all kinds of riz I dripped sure. riz <laughs> a small overweight child just dripping with riz um, 
it was pretty cringy. But that kid, the character he plays does come off as like, uh, how do you say it? Like he romanticizes a lot of stuff, but he's not correctly like putting it out there. Like I'm sure in some aspect that would maybe like if he were to, no, I don't know. I mean, if you were to word differently, like, oh, I think about you all the time. Like that's, that's okay. But to say like every time I, Play with my willy, I think of you. Just no, dude. No. If I were if I were Cal, his father, I would berate him. <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyway, I mean, what would you what would you guys do? Like, if you guys had a thirteen year old son that was. Okay, well, obviously Cal didn't hear that, but what if you found that out? Like, how would you guys react to that? You know, I don't think that it's the most, like, aberrant behavior for a 13-year-old kid. I mean, kids are weird, and they're going through a lot of changes, and um, it's just not the most, like, outlandish thing for him to have done that. I think the adult responses were the weird responses like uh the babysitter well maybe you're going to touch on this later but the babysitter's response to that at the end of the movie was what I found like inappropriate that's what didn't age well and I agree with you Emilio (laughs) saying that he has these big emotions and he doesn't exactly know how to uh, channel them correctly so I don't think here's he's a weirdo he's got riz (laughs) Yeah, I personally would never speak to my son again. <laughs> okay. Wow, dude, you told her that? You have no riz. Get out of here. Get out of my room. Never talk to me again. <laughs> so from this scene, we cut to an intro of this woman named Hannah who's at a bar. And Hannah is uh, played by Emma Stone. So there's another movie with Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. Um and she's talking to her friend and she the first thing her first line is admitting that she would have sex with Conan O'Brien which i thought was kind of funny that was and funny then i love conan su- o'brien and then suddenly ryan gosling pops up and it's uh and he's his character's name is jacob and jacob is like trying really adamantly to hook up with hannah um amelia what do you think of this initial intro of ryan gosling's character i was kind of taken aback at how he tries to talk to her it is very like kind of stereotypical, I would say. Like, if someone's like a womanizer on TV or in movies, like that's kind of he was kind of just straightforward and to the point. So I remember one time I had just seen this movie, and I was in this play where I had to convey to this other actress, or at least like my, our characters, that I liked her. And the per and one of the acting coaches was telling me like, oh, like flirt with her. Like you don't know how to flirt with her. And I think I was like 17 or 16 and I had no idea how. So I just started saying shit that he said in the movie. And she, she, she legit was like, where the fuck are you getting this from? No. I was like, I and I was just telling her, like, I don't know how to flirt. Like, I just saw this in the movie. And she was like, what movie is that? And I was like, Crazy Stupid Love. And she's like, the Ryan got... Oh, my God. 
don't talk to her like that. Oh, <laughs> like, no. what are you doing? And that that sticks with me every time I watch this movie. I always have that memory. And I, I forgot what it I think it was something about. I think one of his lines he says is how she wears the dress really well. And I said something along those lines. But yeah, it it's not. It it's kind of like not flirty, but it's the innuendo, but it's also not. I don't know. I don't know in what situation that would work with. Maybe that's why he always does it in a bar. Yeah, I think this is. There are a lot of things in this movie that do not age well, and this is definitely one of them. Um, it's not so much flirting as as it is like a, a someone being aggressive. Um, like at one point when he's teaching Cal how to like pick up women, he tells like a woman like, oh, don't talk about that. That's boring. And then like the joke is supposed to be later on when Cal tries it. It's like he messes it up somehow, but mm-hmm. he does the same exact thing. And I don't know if it's the director is trying to show that like, no, in actuality, this is like stupid. You should not talk to people like this, but I'm not sure they don't ever make like a direct point. But yeah, it really ages the movie a lot. It's also delves into like the time of 2011 where it's all this like alpha male bullshit started to pop up. Um, Gato, what do you think about it? Yeah, I agree with you. It, it was appropriate for the time, but I think we've all grown past that. <laughs> Will, uh, so moving on. So what happens after that is that uh, Ryan Gosling and Hannah do not... Um, like hook up Hannah decides to leave and then we cut back to Cal driving uh Jessica back home the uh, babysitter and uh I really liked that uh, Jessica has like a huge crush on Cal and uh she says something to her to the effect of like you're a great father like you're a great person uh and uh she says that Emily is batshit crazy for not wanting to be with him oh yeah Uh, what did you what did you think of this dynamic that that Jessica has with Cal Emilio I thought it was, um, you know, it is funny. It it is a little bit inappropriate, but I think this is kind of like a normal or normal ish situation because obviously she's more enamored with how I'm assuming she's more enamored with how he is like as a father. And how much he cares for his kids. And um, when you go to her dynamic with her parents, they seem like a little bit overprotective of her. And even though I'm assuming she's like maybe 20, 19 or 20 or something. She's supposed to be uh, 17. Oh, 17? Oh, so she was already in high school at the time? Or she was just in high school at the time? Like she's senior a senior, year? yeah, because... They have a scene where she asks, like, a, the popular girl at, at, uh, girl at high oh, school yeah, you're how right. to get older yeah. attention. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, so I I think it shows, like, a dynamic of how she... Because, I mean, Steve Carell is a handsome person now. Uh, he's not the most handsome person in this movie. This is kind of, like, he's before... Handsome. I think this was like before, like the beard and the gray, like the what do you call it? Like the f- fuck, what's that? Silver word fox. Called? The silver fox look. I think a lot of people became enamored with him because of the silver fox. The silver fox look, and 
I mean, I kind of just see it as her more enamored with how he is like as a father and how much like he cares for his kids. But also that is a kind of a weird dynamic. And I like how Steve Carell's like totally oblivious to it. I uh, okay, Carol, you got to break the tie. I say that Steve Carell is handsome in this movie. <laughs> Emilio said not so much. What's your opinion? I think the way you know it's crazy how much a haircut and an outfit can change someone's look, and I think that his haircut and his outfits were just not doing it for him around this time. So I get what Emilio's saying that he became this like. He, uh, yeah, the silver fox thing that he grew into. So, sorry, I'm on Emilio's side. All right. Well, that's been our episode. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Okay. Uh, well, I just want to cut to the scene. Well, is there any other scene that you want to talk about? Because what happens between now, this scene, and when Cal and Jacob meet up at the bar is that uh, Cal is just like being super miserable. Uh, we see his, I think, at the, no, we don't see his apartment yet. But um, is there any other scene that you want to bring up at this point, Emilio? Uh, I believe we were introduced to Kevin Bacon. In between, oh, that's right. Which is uh, David Lindhagen, which is an incredible name. Um, I like the, I like the, um, the play on his name, how they always say it. But none of the characters ever meet him except for obviously Emily's character. And this is another one of those uh what what's it called? The universe of Kevin Bacon or something like that? Oh, uh Seven Degrees of Kevin yeah, Bacon. Seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Cause yeah, now he's in this movie with Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone, Julianne Moore, Josh Grobin. Dude, and, yeah, I fucking Googled that afterwards. Uh, Emma Stone or uh, Hannah's boyfriend in the, the lame ass boyfriend that's a lawyer. That's fucking Josh Groban. That's so yeah. crazy that he's an, he has an acting career, too. Yeah, he is a fucking dweeb in this movie, though. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to point that out that Kevin Bacon's in this movie. Yeah, and I think he does a great job, too. Um, he's such a great actor. Like, every, like, this is a very star studded cast, and I think everyone's doing a pretty good job. It's just the uh, what the things that age the movie is what ties it down, what really holds it back. But um, anyways, like cutting to when Cal and Jacob meet up. Um, do you want to walk us through the scene, Emilio, when they first meet up in the bar? Uh, so basically, Cal is depoinky and he's drinking <laughs> by himself at the bar. I, I forgot what he's drinking, but he's drinking something that like Ryan Gosling's character even Jacob points out. It's a cranberry and vodka. Oh, yeah. Cranberry and vodka. With, yeah. a, with a little straw. It's yeah. Down. But he basically tells him like a summarization of it is that he's depressing everyone else in the bar and he's ruining the vibe in there. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Like it's so fucked up just to go up to a stranger that looks like they're going through a rough time and just telling them like, hey, dude, you're really killing the vibe in here. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Gosling is also kind of doing like a New York accent because yeah. uh, he points out to Cal like, is this the way you want to present yourself? You are sipping on a little straw and it looks like you're you're sucking on it's a like little tiny Is that what you want to show to people? Uh, yeah. Gato, what did you think? What did you did you notice that he had an accent? And what did you 
how did you feel about uh, Jacob, Ryan Gosling's character's like demeanor towards Cal? Do you think he was being too mean to him? I couldn't tell he had an accent. Like I can never, Ryan Gosling has this way of speaking where I can't tell. I think you guys have talked about this before that he doesn't really have like a distinct accent um, or like a regional accent. But um, no, I didn't, I didn't notice that he was trying to portray that. Um, I liked his approach to uh, Steve Carell's character. I thought it was strong enough um, because I thought it was ridiculous that, um, what's his name, Cal? That he was telling everybody in the bar about his problems. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm with Ryan Gosling on this one. I think uh, he's even like in the corner talking to a woman and uh, Cal's character is like, oh, yeah, like I'm... Um, divorce that's it and he keeps like kind of looking over at him and you can tell he's getting more and more annoyed and that's when he goes up to him and tells him to shut the fuck up (laughs) um i really like their dynamic too um it uh so after this uh they meet up at the century city mall and cal is there to help him like learn how to dress better and the first thing he does is he asks him for one of his shoes. He's wearing his like beat up New Balances, and yeah. he just throws it over the ledge. And then after he does that, he gives like uh, Cal like a quick little like mo- like I guess like I would call it a mafia slap, just a slap on the cheek of like, come on, like look, look, let's go. And he continues to do that throughout the whole scene. Uh, yeah, Amelia, what did you like about this little montage of getting Cal all like prettied up? Do I? I honestly. Every time I watch this sequence, I I love it. Like it's the comedy in it is so funny and just kind of like how subtly Brian Gosling plays into pretty much all of Cal's like insecurities and and ultimately like just his downfalls like he kind of points out to him like you kind of gave up on yourself when you're dressing like this like like the introduction is like, what kind of shoes are those? He's like, oh, these are my these are my four oh sevens. Oh, they're four oh sevens. Can I see them? And he seems like genuinely interested, and he throws them <laughs> over the fucking balcony. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, that line about the gap. It's got to be better than the gap. And then that's where the the slapping comes into play. I do uh, remember they because I was watching some behind the scenes stuff about this movie the costume designer had to go through like a bunch of like different suits, like a lot. Like they were trying to like, Oh, like what does this guy do? How does he dress? And they, they had hundreds or not hundreds, but maybe dozens of different suits that they ultimately were going through. And then they picked that one for that scene. Like it's actually pretty crazy, but it is implied that his character is pretty wealthy. So that's why he can dress like this for the most part. But yeah, and then I like that scene where he opens up, where Cal opens up his wallet and has Velcro on it. And then Ryan Gosling just kind of looks around. He's like, where are your wallets? (laughs) Yeah, and uh, we should also point out that uh, Cal has like his buy-in to all this because uh, Jacob really like gets him and he says something to the effect of like, at some point in your life, you lost your manhood, and I want to help you rediscover that. And that's why you like you're at the, you're in the situation that you are. So let me help you. And that's why he like totally accepts the abuse and everything that uh, Jacob 
uh, throws his way. Um, but I also want to get to his like final uh, makeover review uh, reveal because uh, he's wearing kind of like bulky clothing. It is like of the time and he gets a nice haircut. But Gato, what did you think of his final uh, makeover? I thought they could have done a little bit better, to be honest. There was a lot more that they could have done. Um, but it was better than what he started with. And before we leave the topic, I think it's really funny that the new balances were considered like dorky because they're so in style right now. Like people will wear them with dresses. And I'm just like, how did that happen? Same thing with Crocs. It's just really funny to see. <laughs> Jacob would be rolling over in his grave right now. <laughs> I feel like he would be like that guy at like the bar that's watching all these people come in new balances. And he's like, where the fuck are all these new balances coming from? <laughs> you're not, uh, you're not, a, you're not, a, what's his name? Steve Jobs. So we cut from this scene um, to Robbie at school. And we see that Robbie's like emotionally distraught because he's so in love with Jessica and Jessica doesn't love him back. And he has an outburst. Uh, Emilio, do you want to walk us through his outburst in school? Uh, well, he does I do actually I just realized like rewatching it that it kind of plays into Emma Stone's movie before this which oh, was easy right. yeah so um, Robbie for some reason declares that he's gonna wear a scarlet J or is it the A I thought it was the J right like he's like oh I'm wearing this scarlet I'm wearing this red J um, oh well for you Right before that, when he has his outburst, he says, um, "He says that lo- that love is for assholes." When oh, he gets oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Letter. Yeah, damn, I totally botched that right now. Can you? <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> Do you want to go through that one? Yeah. So uh, at school, Robbie's called on to uh, describe the, or talk about the Scarlet Letter. And he's obviously like distracted because he's texting Jessica and Jessica's like like telling him to go away. And so finally his teacher like snaps on him and says like, Robbie, so like go ahead and talk to the class since you're so distracted or whatever. And he gets up and he has this long speech and he says asshole like 50 times in a row. He's like, love is for assholes. The A in the Scarlet Letter stands for assholes. And um, he gets in trouble and he gets picked up by his mom and his mom, uh, Emily is like super like cool about it. Just like whatever. Robbie's a smart kid. He just had a bad day, but she, he gets to go to work with her and in work at, at her office, he gets to meet uh, David, David Lindhagen. What did you think of that scene when uh, Robbie had his one-on-one with David? I liked it. I feel like that's something I would do <laughs> if I were to meet. Are you serious? Would you do that? I remember meeting my mom's new boyfriend (gasps) and I didn't, well, cause like my parents were already pretty much over. So I didn't say anything to the point of like, oh, they're going to get back together or whatever. I I think I, I forgot what I told him. I was, this was like so long ago, but it was something to the extent of you're like, you're just not my dad. Like, I'm not going to look up. You're not my dad. (laughs) And that's it. And then I ran out. (laughs) You're not my dad. Um, uh, Just like something like to that extent, like you're, you're not really like a father figure 
to me, but um, that to not hurt her. Um, I mean, that was pretty much what I told him, but nothing to what uh, he tells David Lindhagen because he kind of holds on to... I like that he that his character, Robbie, holds on to um, they will get back together because he knows how in love they are with each other. But that is pretty wild to tell a 40-year-old man like when you're 12 or 13. <laughs> like I had trouble even talking to my teachers. I can never <laughs> imagine telling the guy that my mom cheated on my dad with to like essentially go fuck himself. <laughs> yeah. So in the next scene, uh, we see that Cal and Jacob are at the back at the bar and um, Cal is uh, pressured by Jacob to go up and flirt with a woman by himself. We see like a montage of like of Cal or Jacob showing Cal how to do it. And now it's Cal's turn to do it by himself. Uh, I also want to point out that there this is the scene where um, where Jacob honks. Um, Cal's nose and this is a common gif that you always send me via like a uh, text message <laughs> so yeah. to see it in in the movie like it was it was a nice circle <laughs> full circle <laughs> I actually do that to a lot of people that I'm comfortable with <laughs> but in this scene we're introduced to uh, Marissa Tomei uh, Marissa Tomei's character is Kate and this is the first woman that Cal is going to pick up on her own um, Gato, what do you think of Marissa Tomei's performance in the movie? I think she was great. I think that she had such a unique, um, she was just a very unique character. And I liked the way that <laughs> she was just kind of um, unpredictable um, and like a little erratic. <laughs> She's really funny. What do you think, Emilio? Oh, I thought she was great. I loved that, like that energy that she brought, which was like that erratic behavior um i do like how um jacob is kind of watching cal and cal just uh totally bombs (laughs) essentially just bombs and like gushes out all his issues onto her but for some reason that works and they end up going home together and just the crazy energy she has when they get back to the apartment, I was kind of like, holy shit. <laughs> like like if like, I, I were to like this, <laughs> oh, wow, I need to find me one of those. <laughs> um, I was just like, I was really like, I, I was kind of taken aback by it. Like, I think if I took a woman home like that, I'd kind of be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. I think the scene's really funny too. So what happens yeah. in the scene is that, uh, Kate starts to get like more and more turned on as Cal reveals more and more about himself. So he starts to say like just real shit like, oh, I'm in the middle of a divorce. Um, my wife, does, I don't know, like my marriage is over or whatever. Like you remind me of my wife and I want to have sex with you because it'll make her jealous. But then the one of the last one he says, which I thought was super fucking wild, was he says, also, I'm a little worried that you might have AIDS. And oh, then it yeah. like that stops. It's supposed to be like record scratch moment, but that was definitely one that was like, what the fuck? Like, and then he says, like, cool. just a little, just a little. And they like keep going. But I thought their dynamic was really fucking funny. Like, uh, she's obviously not a major character, but she fucking kills it. And it's so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to like a montage of Cal picking up like 
woman after woman. He's like in the rhythm of it. Um, and then we cut to a back to school night and, um, at this back to school night, Emily and Cal have their like first interaction since he moved out. Uh, Emilio, do you want to walk us through this scene? Uh, so they're basically just going over how, um, like what Robbie said in the classroom. Um, but then they do have this moment that I really like. I feel like as much comedy as there is in this film, there's a lot of small intimate moments where you kind of see how vulnerable these characters are with each other because um, they bring up that how Robbie is like kind of like a romantic and um, that Cal Cal basically tells Emily that he has always loved her and that he's going to continue to fight for her. And then the door swings open and it's turns out that Robbie's teacher is Marissa Tomei and immediate shock just runs over Cal and surprise immediately runs over um, Marissa Tomei's character, which is Kate. And it's some of the most awkward shit I've ever seen in the movie. <laughs> it's so it's good. very it's a very funny reveal and they have another like big ass reveal after this. Um, but I thought the, I thought like this is definitely, uh, I like what you're saying that this movie is very endearing, but there are so many times where I get annoyed with Cal's character, especially watching it now, like how much of a pussy he can be like in this moment, the only redeeming thing he could have done was just admit like this. Yes. Uh, this is a woman I, I, I slept with and yeah. didn't call her whatever. Just fucking admit it but he fucking hides it. And he says something like, uh, yeah, we know each other because uh, of the last parent teacher conference. And then fucking Marissa Tomei just blows up. What did you think uh, got of Marissa Tomei and how she like handles this big blow up? <laughs> I don't know if I would have handled it exactly the same, but I really appreciate her response. You have to call him out. You have to call him how you see him. <laughs> I do like uh, that laugh she does. Where he's like, oh yeah, like we know each other from the last one. She's like, huh, huh, huh. Like, just, <laughs> like just so fucking unhinged. And then she brings up the asshole. Or he's like, can we talk about Robbie? She's like, yeah, yeah, let's talk about Robbie. And she just writes asshole on the board. And she starts going off on how Cal's an asshole. But she does bring up a very interesting thing which is that she went down on him for 45 minutes. That's an insane amount of time. <laughs> That's too long. You're yeah. telling me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then she brings up, oh, because he was nervous. And, then, and I like how Kate's, she obviously put it together before, but she just keeps letting Kate unload on him and that was like the final like oh god and then there's like a moment where they're quiet for a bit and then uh which is really fucked up honestly how cal turns to kate or not kate he turns to emily and he goes she has a drinking problem (laughs) (laughs) and then she just starts screaming marissa toy characters like oh like and she basically 
they basically run out of the room. <laughs> that was that was wild. <laughs> I think that's such a great scene, and also uh, it really also points out how much of a of an asshole Cal can be too because mm-hmm. it's one thing that Emily cheated on him but then he went out and slept with fucking nine women it's revealed and you can't use your getting cheated on to do something like that when there's like all this shit up in the air when you haven't discussed like what's the future of your relationship so Cal really comes off as a huge dickhead in this moment uh, but then we cut to Hannah and Jacob Hannah is uh, is is trying to be a lawyer and she passes her bar and she's at a restaurant with her uh, like uh, her boyfriend and her lame ass like uh, friends. And then um, she thinks that her boyfriend's going to propose to her. But then it turns out that he's just offering her a job at, at his law firm. And then she has this big like blow up. Uh, Gato, what did you think about uh, Emma Stone's uh, performance when she gets upset with her boyfriend? I thought it was funny. You know, I was surprised that she even wanted him to propose to her because I don't think she was really into the relationship. I thought that she was going to be more relieved when she found out that he didn't propose. Um, But yeah, I thought it was a funny response. Uh, Amelia, what do you think about it? You know, there there is... Maybe I might have missed it, but there is something that they don't really um, expand on, which is like how long they've been going out. Um, so, I mean, I obviously like if they were going out for a long time and they were very much in love with each other, I can see why she would get so upset like that. But it kind of doesn't um, get fleshed out that much. So like rewatching it, I was kind of like, damn, like that's kind of uh, uh, sporadic. Like that's definitely like really impulsive to do that. But again, like I don't know any of the background between them. I mean, unless she just really wanted to get married. I think also like uh, what was supposed to be revealed later on of who her dad is. I think it's also like making a commentary of. Uh, her dad made a really safe decision, I guess, in like marrying his mom, her mom. Mm-hmm. And so maybe like that's been imparted on her of like, I need to make rational decisions. I can't like fuck up my life. So being with this guy would be safe. But then she realizes in that moment when he just offers her a job that he's an asshole and he sucks. So yeah. then she runs off from the scene and she meets up with Jacob at that bar that they're always at. She kisses him and they go back to her to uh, Jacob's place um, Amelia, what do you think of the scene between um, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling? What do you think of their chemistry in this scene? I like their chemistry. I like it a lot. Um, I think it really shines in this movie. Um, besides fucking Gangster Squad. Uh, there's like a nervousness in Cal when she's like telling him like, come on, like, let's just like, like, let's just get it over with like this but she's so like new to it too and she's asking him oh like what do you usually do like what's your line what's like what's this what are we supposed to do now and this is something cal has done time and time and time again and i think it plays very well where he kind of has to explain it like he's explaining like oh like this is my thing and um they play off each other really well. 
like you can you can tell like it's very genuine um and it's kind of like playful in a way like where she tells him like he's where she like he takes off his shirt and that's like the big reveal for the movie like that's in all the that's in all the uh, uh what do you call it the marketing the commercials it's like just his big bulky muscular body veiny uh (laughs) okay so real quick let's go around and rate ryan gosling's body in this movie all right um (laughs) emilio you go off you go first from one to ten how would you rate his body in this movie oh 10 out of 10 (laughs) (laughs) i wish i looked like that do i have to answer this yes (laughs) uh i guess 10 yeah Nice. I'm going to go with the 10 as well. He's fucking cut, dude. He's really yeah. fucking lean for this movie. Um, What kind of um steroids do you think he's on, Emilio? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't. He doesn't look like he's on any. He might be now because in The Gray Man, he was definitely a little bit more ripped, like a lot more leaner. This one, like is kind of attainable with like some good diet and cardio and genetics. Um, but yeah, definitely wish I looked like that. <laughs> so uh, it's revealed that Cal's big move to get women to sleep with him is that he admits that he can do the move from Dirty Dancing where uh, Patrick Swayze lifts up. I forget the name of the other actor's. Uh, the other actor's name, but he can lift up that woman over his head. And so was no, I meant in dirty dancing, not. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, But um, yeah, so they do that and they, but I don't know if you knew this Emilio, but in real life, when they're shooting the movie that Emma Stone could not like relax while doing uh, being lifted up by Ryan Gosling. So they had to use like a stunt double because apparently hear about that. Apparently Emma Stone, when she was like younger, she did ballet and someone dropped her. And ever since then, she's just been like, fuck that. No one ever picked me up. Uh, so she's been really like traumatized because of that. Um, but yeah, so uh, you think that they're going to sleep together. There's a scene where they're like making out on Ryan Gosling's bed. Um, Kato, you had something to mention about uh, Ryan Gosling's wardrobe in this scene. His wardrobe? Yeah. His pants. That they were all tight. Yeah. He was wearing skinny jeans, and he's supposed to be this like hot guy. I'm just like, uh, <laughs> I think he likes boys, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that everyone who wears skinny jeans likes boys. I'm just saying. <laughs> he could be metrosexual. You don't know. <laughs> Is that even a thing? Damn, that's anymore? crazy. That's a crazy thought process. <laughs> like, huh? He's wearing skinny jeans. He must like boys. <laughs> Remind me to never wear skinny jeans in front of God. Again. There's nothing wrong with liking boys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or, but wearing skinny jeans is you shouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, you shouldn't do that yeah, anymore. <laughs> so, um, the cat or Jacob ends up like falling for Hannah, and they end up having like a, a relationship. And he kind of ghosts uh, Cal in the process, but then he calls him later, tells him like, oh, I'm in love and I've been really liking this girl. Like, sorry, I haven't been getting back to you. 
Um, and then this all culminates in Cal trying to win back Emily. And so what Cal ends up doing is he throws like, uh, he surprises Emily at their house. And um, Emilio, do you want to walk us through this this big scene in the movie? Basically, all the dinner guests begin to arrive, which would be uh, Cal, the kids, Emily, um, and then Jessica shows up. Or actually, no, she doesn't. So the, it's mainly the family that begins to arrive. And it is revealed that Hannah is actually the daughter of Cal. And then there is a moment where Jacob is walking out and then Cal and Jacob. I like this uh, scene where they look at each other and Jacob's kind of like in disbelief. Like he's kind of like, like a deer caught in headlights. And uh, this whole time, Emily is blindfolded because it's supposed to be like a surprise. And then you can kind of hear them bantering back and forth. And, uh, <laughs> um there there's like a there's a few good lines in here there's this one that really stuck to me though is uh where where um jacob says like you said you should have told me that you had an older daughter and he goes yeah you told me to never talk about my children <laughs> and he goes but she's like super old and then he goes we had her when she was 18 that's why we got that's why we got together <laughs> so like all this stuff kind of begins to come out and i love the um I wouldn't I wouldn't want to really call it tension because tension kind of implies like something negative or something like scary. But there, like there is like tension building there, like in how erratically Cal and Jacob are beginning to talk to each other. And then Emily takes off the blindfold and then she goes, uh, oh, wow, he's gorgeous. And um, Jacob kind of goes back into like that. uh persona that he has where he's like me like i mean look at you like, what are you guys sisters or something like <laughs> like while all the while cal is like fucking losing his shit <laughs> um yeah yeah i thought it was like super the first time i watched this i thought it was really fucking shocking when it's revealed that hannah is uh cal and emily's daughter because throughout the movie they're also talking about a character named nana and you're mm-hmm. led to believe like maybe it's Cal's mom or someone's grandma, but it's revealed to be Hannah because that's their pet name for her. Um, Gato, what did you think of that reveal? I was completely shocked. I did not expect that at all. I think they did a really good job with that, um, especially alluding to Nana because uh, the the audience won't think twice about it. You're just going to be like, ah, oh, they're talking about someone's grandma anyway. I know I didn't think twice about it. So, yeah, that was great. I, I didn't know how they were going to um, kind of tie this story together. And um, that was perfect timing for that. And then um, like a whole fucking shitstorm happens after this. So it's revealed that Jessica took nude pics to try to entice Cal. Her mom finds the envelope that she made for Cal. Her dad, Bernie, gets pissed off, shows up to the surprise party and tackles uh, or tackles or punches cal and then at the same time fucking david lynn shows up and jacob walks over to him and then punches him right in the face yeah uh, really what do you think of this whole scene that all this chaos that happens you know it also it also didn't help that um david lynn shows up and he's like oh i'm just dropping off your sweater you left it in my car the other day <laughs> and i love uh how 
Bernie, who's um, Jessica's father, is like holding up this fucking windmill thing. Like he's about <laughs> to smash it on somebody. And when he says, when everyone's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm David Linhagen. And then like he drops it. Like it's like like the like the the ball drop moment. And then everyone finally meets David Linhagen and they all just say his name. <laughs> like he's like, like, David Linhagen, David Linhagen, David Linhagen. He's like, you're David Linhagen? And he just goes and socks him in the face, and which is like endearing because he's telling him, do you know how much pain and suffering you caused my friend? But then Cal jumps on him and says, you're not going to date my daughter. And then, uh, Ber- oh shit, Riley, move. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Bernie comes in and he's basically saying the same thing to Cal to stay away from his daughter. And then they're pretty much like all bear hugging each other. And uh, Jacob goes, why is everyone holding each other? <laughs> he's like, what's going on? Um, do, uh, I did want to bring up like a super small side note. Bernie is played by this actor named John Carroll Lynch, who is a fucking gargantuan dude um he's in a bunch of movies and shows but after seeing uh crazy stupid love he was in american horror story he plays the the killer clown in the circus season like the big tall one that kidnaps people um some really scary looking clown he plays uh but yeah i just wanted to point that out because he's really good in that show as the clown yeah, he's like he's he's totally one of those actors that you see in a, a million things. Like, uh, there are so many actors who are not incredibly famous, but they make fucking bank because they just do so much like character work and like background actors. He's one. He's definitely a person who's been in a lot of shit. Yeah, he's really recognizable. Um, but yeah, so they are all pretty much bear hugging each other. And then the cops finally get called. And um, I do like this moment where they're all sitting down, like kind of tending to their small wounds. And the cop goes, all right, guys, like we don't have to want to come out here again. Let's uh, keep it in the family, you know. And then Jacob starts laughing. For me, it's kind of relatable, like how kind of casual he comes off in certain situations. Like I would find that situation funny. Maybe, maybe this is the, maybe this is the character I'm supposed to be (laughs) out of all of them. Yeah. Maybe it's this one. All right. Well, fuck. We're like almost an hour in. Let's go ahead and skip to the ending. So, um, Cal comes off like a huge asshole. His fat, all his family is mad at him and he starts to kind of ignore him, them. And then, um, we cut to, uh, Robbie's eighth grade graduation. And at the graduation, Robbie is like the valedictorian or they call it something else. He's just like the top student. And he gives a speech about how love is uh, fake and it's all bullshit. And Cal interrupts it to uh, to help him out. But he in this uh, interruption, he uh, it professes his love to his wife, Emily. But he get, I like the speech that he gives because it ends on kind of like a real note of like, I don't know how things are going to be between us, but. I know that I'm always going to love you. Um, Emilio, how would you feel if your dad said this to your mom in the middle of your eighth grade graduation, which is my eighth grade graduation too? Um, I mean, my parents got divorced when I was like 15. So 
if this were to happen around that time, um, I'm pretty sure I'd be like excited or like happy for them. But that's not what happened. And now they're divorced and they don't talk to each other much anymore. And it kind of definitely left like an emotional scar on me for a long time. But uh, I think it would be awesome. And it also led me to found co-found a podcast about Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I try to relate to him <laughs> as much as I can. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure like I would be ecstatic, ecstatic and excited. Um, but also he would ruin my speech, which I would kind of resent him for. <laughs> how would you, how, what would your reaction have been? Um, I would be incredibly shocked. I would be like, damn, this is like the most affectionate I've ever seen my dad ever. <laughs> so that's pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> Garo, how would you, how would you react? I just would be laughing and laughing. And I think, um, yeah, my dad would probably win everybody over. <laughs> I want, so after this, like uh, the day is saved. Robbie doesn't have a bummer of a speech. He admits his love to Jessica, even though he was like starting off the speech saying that he's trying to move on or something. Um, and everyone's like in a good space. Cal and Emily like make up, but they don't really like it doesn't end with them. Um, uh, fixing their marriage. It just like ends on a positive note, but I do want to talk about the scene, what uh, Jessica ends up doing with her nudie pics that she meant to give to Cal is she gives them to fucking Robbie. So keep in mind, she's 17 in the movie and he's supposed to be 13. Uh, Garo, what'd you, how'd you feel about that scene? Man, I really wish we could just pretend that scene didn't happen. (sighs) I don't know. It made me very uncomfortable. But I get it. It it was funny. It was good for the movie. But I would not. I would just not do that. I would not do that. What do you think of that scene, Emilio? Uh, you know, when I had watched it when I was younger, I was kind of like, "Oh, that's cool of her," because like he has a big crush on her. Uh, yeah, now after rewatching it, it's definitely fucking weird. (laughs) Um, it's kind of being borderline, like maybe not grooming, but borderline like statutory. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would say it's pretty clear. Um, yeah. But they're also like, she's also not... I mean, she's like 17 and I, I'm assuming that she doesn't know any better, but I guess watching it older now, I'm like, yeah, you should not have done that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that's the only saving grace is that they're both underage. But then think about it when you're a senior in high school, you doing that to an eighth grader. Like I think all of us here would know that that's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even like in high school, I remember seniors dating freshmen to us was fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, definitely very erratic behavior. <laughs> well, I would not let her babysit my kids. <laughs> <laughs> 
on that note, let's get to our final rating. All right. Well, Caro, you're our guest, so we're going to start with you. So give us like a final summary of your feelings about this movie and then give it a score from one to five. Okay. I I like the movie a lot. Um, I thought it was short and sweet and they managed to package a lot of complicated emotions um, and you get a better understanding of how uh, relationships can not can it's not like a linear uh, journey and there's ups and downs there's ebbs and flows um, and I think that they did a good job of portraying that very lightly um, yeah I loved it and what's my scale again? Uh, one to five. Five being the best, right? Okay, I give it a five out of five. Nice. All right. Same question to you, Emilio. Give me a summary and then a scale one to five. You know, I I do really like this movie. I definitely do have a soft spot for it. Um, I think all the performances are really great. Um, there is a lot that the characters do personally that I don't really agree with or kind of don't understand but um i think in the realm of like what at least some of them are going through there is going to be like some erratic behavior but i still in all the comedy there's still like this underlying notion of you know that love is love is like real and relationships are hard but like you have to work at them and um you can find someone to be with that you genuinely like. Cause I do like with Cal and, uh, Emma, Hannah, Cal, no, not Cal, Cal, and, uh, Jacob and <laughs> <laughs> Jacob and Hannah, that they are two completely different people, but you really see how well they are together. And she's like that person that had to get, um, Jacob out of that realm of like, being a, a womanizer and um, even like with Cal and his wife, uh, how they had like that rough patch, but there is a chance that their marriage is salvageable and you can see that they both want to give a try at it. Um, I think it's very, it's like a very positive movie. Um, totally. So I, I do like it because of that it's kind of hard to find like positive movies like that, especially like with the subject matter in it, mm-hmm. but I would definitely give it a five. Um, I agree with both things that both of you brought up. Um, I really like this movie. It's really watchable. I don't think just because the movie is watchable that it should be held up in some high esteem, but I do like this movie. Um, it's really funny. I don't really find myself hating too many of the characters. Cal does definitely come off as like a mopey bitch, but like uh, I still like him in the end. Um, I like the relationship that everyone has. I like uh, Emily and Cal, Cal with Jacob, Hannah with Jacob, and and everyone just fucking flows together. I just I just really buy it that they're a family and that they all love each other. And even the kids, even the kids aren't annoying, which is that's a hard thing to do for movies. Like some, a lot of times, uh, kid actors come off as fucking annoying. And Robbie's fine; he's just a kid. And uh, also, their other daughter—I forgot her name—is fine too. Um, 
And I there, but that being said, there are things that age the movie. Like we brought up Jessica. Um, we brought up uh, how much of a womanizer and alpha male that Jacob comes off as. Um, another uh, line that came off really bad uh, and aged the movie a lot is that when Robbie is leading his mom, Emily, to the backyard for the surprise, he says something like, uh, like, relax, mom. It's your husband. It's not Al-Qaeda. And it's just like, Ooh, wow. uh, God, just of the time and really fucking bad. I do not remember uh, that. That's uh that's a good one. It was a fucking doozy. But um, that being said, I mean, like, I'd watch this movie anytime. If someone told me that they haven't seen it, I would gladly put it on. I think it's great. I think it's really funny. So I'm going to give it a five out of five as well. In the pantheon of Ryan Gosling movies, uh, ranking it from an S score being the top all the way down to an F, where are you going to place this movie, Gattel? S for superb. Damn. Why? Wow. Stellar. Um, I think this is the role that Ryan Gosling is meant to play. Um, like quirky, uh, womanizer, <laughs> confident, kind of gay. <laughs> Just a sprinkle Charming. in there. Charming at the same time. Um, this perfect amalgam of Ryan Gosling um traits so yeah s s s s i love it also he has a sexy body um so emilio <laughs> you're up next uh I, I definitely give it an s this is like one of those first films that i really fell in love with i mean brian gosling's funny in it um the chemistry he has with all the other care actors works really well and yeah, that body is super sexy. So it's definitely getting an <laughs> S from me. Man, I feel like I'm interrupting something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think in all his films, this is one that's kind of underrated when it comes to like the literally him memes, literally me memes. Like uh, that was awkward to say. <laughs> I think that this character is definitely one that people should be making fun of more. He comes off as a fucking asshole, um, but then he comes off really endearing too, because he's really respectful. I think if he was truly a, a dick in the moment where Hannah like, obviously didn't want to have sex like he would have been like frustrated and upset but he was totally just fine to hang out with her and, and they had a good time together and he's incredibly respectful to her and her and her mom and everything and i know that's an incredibly fucking low bar for men but still <laughs> like uh i think that it was at least one fucking redeeming thing about him and also how he likes cal so much and takes him under his wing but also that body is fucking slamming so i'm gonna have to give him this <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I also think it's really funny that you said the bar like <laughs> so low, but I agree with you. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So last thing. Are we literally him? Do you literally see yourself as Jacob? Yes, I do. Wow. Because I'm sexy. <laughs> 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 and kind of gay. <laughs> I definitely see myself as a gay womanizer, yes. <laughs> what about you, Amelia? 
Um, you know, this movie actually really made me kind of conscious of this might sound kind of negative, but it made me kind of conscious of my body. Cause I was like, damn, like I need to look like that. And I don't, it kind of did encourage me to like take care of myself or try to, and kind of give a shit about what I wear. Um, I definitely love women. Um, I do say some kind of homoerotic stuff here and there. <laughs> almost almost daily. <laughs> and Just to remind the listeners, Emilio yeah. does like women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so don't get any funny ideas, okay? Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, I this is this kind of was one of those staple movies for me growing up. Where I was like, damn, this guy like really has it together. <laughs> I should try to be like him as much as possible. And I think there's things that I picked up from it that kind of benefited me. Like obviously the trying to stay healthy, being conscious of what I wear, um, trying to have some confidence when talking to people. Um, would I be a womanizer? I don't know. It's never too late to find out. <laughs> Never too late to start. Um, right. Yeah, never too late to start. But uh, I do see my a lot of myself in him because I watched it at such a young age. So I would say I'm like 80, 80% literally him. Nice. I um I also resonate with his character. I, I like how nice he is. I like how endearing he is. I think yeah. that when it comes to the moments where he can be an asshole... Um, it comes from like a place of love. Like he wants to see better for Cal. Um, and he's also incredibly res- respectful. And I always try, I always strive to be respectful of like everyone around me. Um, and and in that, I do see myself in him, but his, he is a big time womanizer. The way he talks <laughs> to women and picks them up is really fucking weird. And his yeah, it's pretty really wild. bad. Um, so all the good qualities I would gladly take, but all the bad shit, uh, no thank you. I also don't have a hot body like him, so I'm going to be like, <laughs> I don't know, 50% literally him. You do have a hot wagon, though. That that counts for something. <laughs> it only took us 10 episodes to talk about this. <laughs> literally right here. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note... That's the end of our episode. Uh, I want to thank our guest, Gato, for being here. Uh, Gato, any last remarks? Anything you'd like to say? Um, I actually did have one comment I wanted to make. It's not... I, I think it's uh, un- a little uncomfortable f- to have a friend who will tell you things that I don't think you want to hear about your appearance or the way you act. Um, and I appreciated that they explored that dynamic um, because sometimes telling people the uncomfortable truth is a form of love. Um, so that's just something that I thought about. But that's it. That's very true. That being said, if you tell me the truth that I don't like, I will cry and I will not I will not <laughs> like it. So all right. Well <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.